Hi, today is January 21st, 2024. I'm Dr. Laura, and I'm here for Mobile Use Podcast 493. My good friend, the good Dr. John Westfall, and our good friends. Um, let's see, we'll do it alphabetically by last name. Steve Hughes and Don Sorsinelli. Uh, Swen Johansson was going to join us, but had a conflict that came up. So we'll talk to Swen some other time. At any rate, we, uh, before we begin, I want to talk. I want to talk. I want to thank my uh, my friend Jared Koreva for taking time to actually meet me in person and have lunch and do a mini podcast this past Friday about smart glasses, especially since he brought them all for me to look at in person as I try to sort through this whole mess of, you know, what can I buy that's not Vision Pro, which I cannot afford? Or, which one well, I guess did I you could like? afford. Which one did you like? Um, oh, golly. There was one. There was one. Was it the Rokid? I think the Rokid. Because I have prescription. I don't work. I don't have contacts because I'm afraid. <laughs> and I have prescription glasses. The Rokid has diopter adjustments built in to the actual glasses. So um, you don't have to get special inserts, prescription inserts, or, you know, you don't have to be fitted. Uh, you just put them on your head and you spin dial. You know, you play optometrist for like 15 <laughs> seconds. Number one or number two? Which one looks yeah. better? <laughs> and it's, it's really good. I mean, it's really, really quite good. Todd, Todd except please make sure you're by yourself when you go is this better or worse? <laughs> is this better or worse? Swipe left, swipe right. <laughs> well, here's the great thing is is because it is a continuous adjustment. It's not A B. You just kind of roll the dials until like mm. like oh yeah, that's that's just just right. Everything's sharp. Like the old viewmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, thanks to Jared for taking time, and um, I guess it was also our mobile foods. Uh, thing. I went to a place I hadn't gone before. Um, alrighty. So, so speaking of Viewmasters, <laughs> the most expensive Viewmaster in the world, the uh, Apple Vision Pro went on pre-sale for delivery on February second. I'm afraid to ask. Are any, if Swen were here, I'm pretty sure he'd say yes. So I'm sure he bought himself a present, right? That's that's actually why Sven couldn't be here. Uh, he's out panhandling uh, to raise money for his vision pro. You can catch him at the uh, at the nearest light in your neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's really tempting. I uh, I don't know. Looking at the video that Apple put out, of course. We have to wait until we actually get real-world stuff from the Apple skeptics on the yeah. planet because they've been so careful with who they allow to see these things. Um, but yeah. if it can, if it well, can you do what they, try them. yeah, if it uh, if it says if it can do what it says it can do, I think it can actually bring VR AR into what all of us wanted when VR AR came out. Uh, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm cautious, but not at the price we all wanted. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, what would you rather have? Something that works well and is expensive, or in my opinion, yeah. I have not seen a VR headset that has not had a major compromise to it of some sort. Where yeah. you're looking at going, if this just didn't have blank, it would be perfect. And yeah. well, you know, yeah, the one thing I say, you know, so there's rumors that Google's going to come out with something again, um, but. I would trust Apple more because they tend not to abandon their products. Um, so, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure that three or four years from now, I can still get support for the Vision Pro and 
you know, buy accessories. Whereas if Google comes out with something, there's no guarantee that, you know, in 2026, they'll even be able to view the videos you shot for it. So I, and, and I should note 3,500 is a starting price. I'm looking at the, so that's for 256 gigabytes. It's three thirty seven hundred for a terabyte. No, for half a terabyte and $3,900 for a full terabyte. And that doesn't include the prescription inserts or travel case, which is $200. Yeah. Uh, the inserts start at 100 bucks, which is, I guess, not bad in the scheme of things. But wow. Well, if you're traveling, you're going to need another battery, right? Because most movies oh, last yeah. over two hours. Let's see. And then you're going to need the case. So you're already, <laughs> you already got two accessories right there. Extra <laughs> battery. Extra battery is $200. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the battery needs its own case. Or you still you carry an extra <laughs> battery, huge battery bag, yeah, or your backpack yeah. is a battery yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because I remember years ago, you know, when when live streaming was still kind of not a thing. One of my friends, uh, Ryan Ozawa, he's always been kind of a pre-early adopter. Before the early adopters gets there, he's there. And he was carrying a laptop on his back to record like live video, you know, from a camera mounted on his head or Mm -hmm. something. And it was like, I mean, and his backpack was like, you know, 190 degrees in the Hawaii heat. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, power. So, any rate, so, I, I, so none of us are going to have rushed out to pre order it, I assume. Um, nope. No, I, yeah. I just remember the, the early days of the, uh, the Microsoft Halo. I mean, that was what, 2015, mm-hmm. down, I think it was. We went down to New York City and we saw that. And then it was around the same yeah. price, though. It was like $3,500 for the developer. Yep package yep. quote unquote. and it, it's it's pretty much around the same thing i mean if people are going to get into it, it's probably going to be the early developers they want to get into it uh, yes a lot yeah. of large companies that are already in on it and some aren't though which kind of surprised me like youtube is still not on it either it's netflix so i'm like those would be prime components for using that type of scenario I, I would think. yeah and they said they're not going to allow it right and those well they haven't announced an app yet they, it could be in development we don't know yeah so I, i'm assuming it is it, it's funny that you bring up the, the Halo, too, because um, when you look back, Microsoft looked at the applications of the technology more from a business and more specifically certain yeah. verticals, whereas here we flipped and gone to a, you know, at least from all the promotional, the principal focus is more on the personal side of things. Yes, you can use obviously, you know, certain applications for it, but it, it, it's it, I could see a business buying into, especially if I'm in like manufacturing or something like that. I could see them looking at thirty five hundred dollars as a drop in the bucket for what it could provide for benefits. Where on the consumer side, it's a little bit tougher to justify thirty five hundred to four thousand. It, it's basically the cost of an old used car. But yet at this point, the way that VRAR has been marketed to consumers has been almost exclusively yeah. gaming. And VRAR gaming is not that good. No. And so it's almost like, because I remember years ago, I was searching for good video glasses or something like, you know, this is 2017. These should exist. You yeah. know, the ability to, to wear, you know, glasses that give me, you know, a giant screen. And they just don't, or they exist in very niche areas where you're not sure if the company's well, going to be around in a year. Yeah. 
So yeah. well, okay. The last point is taken, but if you go look at the the mini podcast forty three I did with Jared this past Friday, um, the companies he's dealt with have been around for a couple of years, some more than a couple of years. The glasses don't look any larger than say the glasses that Steve and Don are wearing right now. A little bit thicker on the um, on the mm-hmm. side for yeah, battery to, for the battery yeah. basically, but. You know, unless you're looking closely or you're very critical of people's appearances, you would not you would not know that, you know, in fact, he had audio glasses on. I didn't realize he was wearing uh, smart glasses until, you know, he mentioned it to me. I said, oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Because I the think only... he got a, like an audio alarm on his glasses and I could just kind of hear like a tinny sound, but he could hear mm-hmm. it fine. The problem that I ran into was that there were these companies, if you bought their products and you've looked into them, you've done yeah. research, then you feel comfortable. Yeah. But a lot of these yeah. guys, at least when I was looking a few years ago, it looked like their website was straight out of 1997 and it hadn't been updated yeah. since. And you weren't quite sure, you know, is this a legitimate thing or am I going to get and be very disappointed? Right. Uh, and instead of paying, right. you know, $50 for a fly-by-night thing on Amazon from a no-name factory in China, I paid $300 for a no-name thing from a factory in China that doesn't work. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you're right when yeah. you talk about Apple's one that I suspect might still be around in a few years. Yeah, and if you if you break it down by components, too, I think it's it falls kind of like within it. You think about it, you get with an M2 chip that's in there, too. Mm-hmm. So, so you're basically getting yeah. a laptop, you get two screens, which is kind of basically like two iPhones. So you add those up. I mean, you get yeah. close to that, right? And then you have that portability factor and then an exp- and a screen on the outside too. So people can see your face when you're zoning out. That might be more <laughs> scary than anything else about it. Well, I, I'd like to see a podcast with people eyes. wearing those with their eyes. That'd be like a great video <laughs> podcast or YouTube channel. Having people just talking with those on. It's kind of like new Blue Man group or hilarious. If I remember right, you well, can't turn sure off that the pass through. So if you don't want people seeing your eyes glazed over in any different, I think yeah. you can get rid of that. You know, John well, sees enough of that during the day. Message. Yeah, yeah. On uh, what's his name, uh, Marcus Brownlee's YouTube channel. Say, hey, we want to see your your video cast team. Uh, you know, all wearing Vision Pro for a podcast with the yeah. eyes on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, you know, so I did find like an $80 glasses that can allow you to see uh, spatial video shot on an iPhone 15 Pro. So I'm thinking about spending my hard-earned retirement money on that. I think I'm going to afford 100 bucks. So I like might, John I might said, will it be around and supported in a few weeks? <laughs> That's know? the problem. Well, yeah. you know, the Google stuff I bought, I bought the, the cardboard glasses <laughs> thing. And I bought the the other thing they had, I forgot. And, and they just mm-hmm. dropped support. So I can't even watch the, you know, the photos or videos I shot with. I was them. showing my wife the Vision Pro video that Apple put out this last week. And I, we talked yeah. about the price. And I said, you know, the only reason I feel justified is that I passed on 10 years of crap. There were 10 years <laughs> of products that I looked at and went, Nope, I don't think that one's going to be around in a few years. And sure enough, it wasn't around in a few yeah. years. And so, John, you know what that's called, right? To, that's what? called tech trauma. That's called tech yeah. trauma. Yeah. <laughs> if I were yeah. to pull the trigger, I would feel justified because I have uh, saved up both my money and uh, heartache. Well, it's it's unfair because we all have to acknowledge the fact that 
we've been around long enough to where we got burned enough times earlier in our youth to now we can oh. turn around and say, oh, we, you know, I, I'm very Don? skeptical of this. Yeah, we, we, we cheat. Don? We, we know better. You are looking at somebody who still has a Microsoft Surface RT stored away. <laughs> but can you use it? <laughs> no. I mean, I would give it away to e-waste, except someday I may get have like an anger management issue, and I may want to bash something. So I'm going to keep it for that. <laughs> you old and, don't smash me, Don't anybody bring up the S P O T W A T C H. Oh, please! God will get very upset about. I might that weep. If we bring that up. I might weep. I, I still have my. Station. Yeah, I still have those watches. Yeah, those are great. You know, mm-hmm. I thought they were great for the time. If you were within the range of our FM station that transmitted the data, yeah. <laughs> which my home is not, so I had to drive to town to like get, to get an update. Data yeah. update. <laughs> I'll well, be back in twenty. Vision Pro, <laughs> Pro would have been a brainer for me if it had been a thousand dollars cheaper and I had an Apple Store within two hours. But, you know, maybe I would have. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Just, but having because you have to get started, right? You can't just yeah. order it. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, it's not just well, you pre-order it and you pick it up for your fitting, your appointment. Well, and it, it makes up. perfect yeah. sense. Apple does not want bad PR from idiots that can't set up their devices. Yeah, so they will make yeah. sure you have set it up properly before you leave the store and can go out in the wild and badmouth it. Well, <laughs> as I said, you know, J- Jared and I had a really good discussion. Actually, follow up. We've done this is the second time we've had a talk about smart glasses, and um, I have the links to the ones that he showed me. And he's he's the kind of guy that does a, you know he's like he's like us right or maybe even mm-hmm. worse than us he 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 studies the heck out of things before he you know drops a dollar on it and so you know, he's I thought you were gonna say we I thought you were gonna say he goes out and gets all this cutting edge stuff and then shakes his head and goes why <laughs> when you said he's just <laughs> like us he, he, by the way he is one of those people he gave he he had a, I don't know thirty two inch or you know some large format display. That he gave away because he uses his uh, his smart his glasses VR, exclusively right? for work now. Yeah. Wow. For, you know, 100-inch virtual And that's one of the, the work case scenarios for this, too. I mean, you think about it, too. You get, if you want yeah. a large display, how much does an Apple display cost? I mean, here you go, John. There's your justification. Yeah. Replace that 27-inch you have. That's just... Well, trust yeah. me. If the 27 inches that I have, both of them die in the next year, Vision Pro will look much more attractive to me. Yeah. <laughs> The row kit and stuff, you know, you might want to take a look. At. I I was super impressed by mm-hmm. by these things. It's um, the only thing is if you're in bright sunlight, maybe not so much. But mm-hmm. we were outdoors, by the way, when we were fussing with this stuff, and um, we were not in bright. The sunlight was bright, but we were under a shade, you know, eating lunch and and stuff. And it was it was still pretty compelling. I thought. Um, all right. So nobody's getting the Vision Pro. One of his one of my Jared's friends is. So I told him I'd like to. <laughs> get his thoughts on actually owning one after he, he gets it. All right. Moving on to something else I'm not going to pay for. <laughs> Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft Co- Copilot Premium or whatever they're going to call it. Bro. So, <laughs> you know, so it's $30 a seat for enterprise on top of whatever you're paying for Microsoft Office. And for personal use, it's $20 per seat. And remember, if you've got a family plan, that's five seats, I think. So that's a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, no. 
Yeah, I I thought you could tie it to an individual account, if I remember the way I read it, that if you've got multiple so. seats on the yeah. family, but you can tie it like a license yeah. to an account. But yeah. it's still, you know, and and I, I before we started recording, I, I used a phrase and, and I'll use it again. It's it's called pricing yourself into a corner. <laughs> and yeah. part of the problem, and this has happened time and time again with, and it's not just Microsoft, but it's companies and, you know, Google's in the same position and there are others where you cater to two distinct audiences, an enterprise audience and a consumer audience, you know, and you're heavily invested in both. And the time comes where you've got you want to make an offering to both sides of the uh, of the uh, of the fence, and and what do you do, you know, so that you don't alienate one side or the other too much? You you mentioned the cost per license for enterprise. Yeah. If if they did this for five dollars a month, I don't think the enterprise side of the group would be too pleased. By how cheap you could get it for for personal use, unless you turned around and really restricted what the pro gives you in comparison to the enterprise side. So it's, I you know, I yeah, twenty dollars a month it just doesn't make it that enticing for for me as a consumer to do. Right. But I guess I could kind of understand as bad as it is and as awkward it is, as it is, is how the heck do you price something that's a similar offering to your enterprise and your, your consumer side? If anything, I would have been more inclined to expect them to offer it for less on the um, consumer side. I mean, uh, uh, the <laughs> enterprise side oh. because, of, because of volume, more volume-based licensing. Yeah. And and who knows behind the scenes maybe they are but you're it is it's there's no easy answer to this it's kind of a shame uh, by the way <clears throat> Google's doing the same thing with Bard and Duet I should yes. say Duet yes is yes. And, and there is no difference if if you you have to have a base business uh, plan the right business plan and then you have to be willing to uh, you're you're sucking down as because it's a business plan you're paying 30 bucks a month uh, yeah. per, on, the, per on the enterprise side if it can reduce the need to increase staff or what apparently is happening at Google you can lay off staff because <laughs> uh, apparently they're uh, well not apparently what I read was Google laid off their some of their advertising team because AI is going to be doing their marketing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh uh, Steve, uh, I think you're on mute on Adobe. Uh, I can see him talking, but I don't hear him. Where I should note to people who's wondering, Adobe Podcast Studio does not have video, so we're using Microsoft Teams for, for video only, and we're all on mute, and we're using Adobe Podcast Studio to record. Um, so anyway. Cool. Yeah, say not Google uh, uses a Duet and Gemini, right, to yeah. market their yeah. AI, So, which is confusing to people, I think. It's like Microsoft throwing six different product names out, all the different descriptions, trying to – it's like, why cloud it? Just have one simple thing, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's like rebranding. Uh, I just spoke with somebody the other day who <laughs> said they still haven't gotten used to uh, the rebranding of uh, uh, Azure AD. Uh, and, and services, yeah. um, and and 
and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't ask. I, I'm convinced that there's something in these people's contracts and in marketing, the people that do branding, that it's like they need to rebrand things with new names. <laughs> you gotta earn your money every two, two get or three years, it. right? Yeah, you have to make sure you get that inside of uh, Intune as well, too, right? Oh God, <laughs> you pay go. for the correct licensing for that. And, yeah, well, no, and it's yeah, it's. It, it, you know, it's it's kind of like I said, it's kind of sad because I, I really could see I could see myself using either duet or uh, I, I could duet or uh, Copilot Pro. But I just can't see myself yeah. at this point justifying the expense. I wouldn't be using it if, enough at this point. If I were still working, if I were pre-retired, <laughs> if I were in still pre-retirement mode. I would consider getting a license for myself, um, if nothing else, to speed up maybe using Excel or PowerPoint or something like that, you know, something that could use some expertise. Like, oh, my, you know, the wizards are nice for PowerPoint. Let me say, hey, can you do something that's not hideous looking? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> or or in, in Excel, you know, can you write a Python script for me to do, you know, X, Y, and Z? Um, I could see myself doing that. But as a retiree, consumer only kind of person it's like eh, nah. and, i got and, other things i can use 20 bucks and, for <laughs> and, and in all fairness i i also have to say that both as somebody could speak from both the uh from the microsoft m365 licensing of a domain personally and the google workspace you do yeah. get a lot for those, even with the, the most basic of the business, um, I can yeah. speak to, I, you know, I just this week using Power Automate and Forms and Teams and SharePoint, sure. I've been able to do something for a, a local nonprofit that I'm now a member of helping out. Uh, and, and I'm doing it off of a, you know, off of a seat for, you know, at seven bucks a month, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so I, 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 you know, well, while we give grief to these guys for what they charge for some of these add-ons for licensing, they do give an awful lot. Well, in, yeah. In the, so, you know, you know for basics for small business. My, one of my, so I, I managed five teams before I retired. And one of the teams I managed handled our 12,000 plus Microsoft office license, or I guess it's called a, Microsoft 365 license. And yeah. I think we got to, you know, I, I, <laughs> that's hard. <Dude. laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to personally manage that, but I just had to sign, you know, like, yes, yes, I will pay for this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we did, we did get a lot of value, especially during the pandemic. I think, you know, people got a lot of value out of the collaborative features. And it was during the pandemic that I was finally able to convince the folks we need to get off our legacy phones and add on. I think it was $15 a month or thereabouts. $15 a month add-on, which I fought for. Not something that I, you know, had to, like, convince myself of to switch to Microsoft Teams calling. And we replaced our phone system. Yeah. Oh, I... Yeah. And the opposite of that is how many people over license and then don't use what they have. I can't tell you the number of folks that have E5 licensing, but they're doing nothing with conditional access for security. They're doing nothing for, you know, oh, it's just, 
and the reason we had to pay that extra money was because we did not have E5. We were on E3. Yeah. I couldn't justify the E5. The jump from E3 to E5 is like millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I've, I've worked with, with organizations that had E5 yeah. licensing. And I mean, between the number of parallel technologies they had in place that they could have easily have just used what they already had licensed, you know, or they just bottom line were complaining about something. And it's like, guys, you've got the licensing for it. You know, yeah. what are you what are you doing here? You know, uh, yeah. I, I would this, listen to people this, that were complaining about rolling out devices to you know laptops, Windows laptops to remote workers, and I'm like, okay, guys, you got the licensing between Azure and and M365 licensing to do autopilot. <laughs> you know, do you realize that? And we can configure this and have an out of box experience for you. And they'd be like, no, we don't. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, that's the exactly problem with all this licensing. It's so complicated yeah. that, like you said, your team, Todd, when you deal with Microsoft 365 licensing, my running joke used to be you're either going to figure it out or you're going to accidentally discover how to create a cold fusion reaction. Yeah. yeah. And I should <laughs> know the, the other, you, know, you might say that, well, you're paying $15 a month. You know, Why don't you just go to E5? Um, and the answer is because state government tends to work as fiefdoms. Yeah. Not everybody was willing to move to, oh, I, you know, yeah, from legacy no, to, and so, so this allowed us to make, go stay on E3 and then the departments that wanted yeah. to move could move. And, and those who wanted to, you know, rub two sticks together to start fire could continue to do so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Like I said, it's, it is, it's, it's never been easy. I mean, I, as far yeah. back as I can remember, the lament of everybody that had to deal with licensing from Microsoft. And then eventually it became other platforms, you know, and other companies, yeah. it, it, the licensing people, it's, it's, it's a dark art. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, oh, figure it oh. all out. yeah. I felt, you know, I'm so glad we had a fella that worked in our group that was like a, you know, not, not just a technical wizard, but also a license. And you don't find people who are both often. But he was both highly, highly, highly technical. He managed the team that maintained all this stuff. And he also understood all the licensing, yeah. which to me was amazing <laughs> and valuable. I should know the other thing, you know, so, you know, there's some add-ons that make a lot of sense, like Teams Calling, or at least to me. Yeah. The yeah. AI stuff also makes sense to me, but I think it's a hard sell for a lot of people. Like, uh, are you going to replace me? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny because a, a former coworker of mine posted a, she, she posted a link to a great article on AI for project management and her summary of it, I think was spot on in that, you know, I like every other technology and gosh, guys, I guess we don't know anything about this, Don says sarcastically. Right now, everybody's making it sound like the end-all and be-all, much like ARVR. Uh, but AI is this thing that, I, you know, today I think it's places, it is incredibly useful in certain scenarios. And in her case, it was yeah. to facilitate and help her in certain tasks around project management. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, the old crawl, walk, and run People are making it sound like we're ready to do a four-minute mile with AI. 
And yeah. I think in so many ways, we're in some ways we might be getting to the walk phase, but in a lot of ways we're still crawling. And and yeah, there's this whole this number one, there's a whole panic, and number two, I feel like there's a whole bunch of let's use it to replace people when it's not really there to replace people yet. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. not, go ahead, try that and then see where you're at six months from now. Um, yeah, but it's going to be really from interesting. assisting you in what you do, I, I think there are so many useful use cases yeah. for it. You know? Yeah. As a, as a person augmentation, I think it's a, to augment you know, and, whatever and beyond just a more sophisticated left. Google search you know, yeah. or, or Bing yeah. search. I, uh, yeah, I mean, you need to know how to do it properly, you know, and I, you know, the old yeah, thing, getting the give it context, right. then tell you what you're looking for really. Yeah. By the way, the, the other thing uh, related to this is that uh, Microsoft released Copilot, a dedicated Copilot app. I guess it's just probably a web wrapper. But a dedicated copilot app for Android a couple of weeks ago, and apparently I haven't looked, but apparently they're going to release or have released a iOS copilot app. So um, yeah, I don't think I've installed that. I'll look yeah. at it after the mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah, as a matter but of fact, I, I found both copilot and Bard very useful, or Duet or whatever it's called. Well, it's Bard in the UI. Under <laughs> once again, now here we go again with branding and and yeah. marketing. But yeah, how many they have now? Well, we are talking about Google, who had three different chat systems at the same time at one point, I think. so. Well, technically, I think they still do. It's, it, it's funny how they never things never come out of beta, and then they say, well, we're killing it, but then it never really dies either. You talk about the ultimate zombie. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not quite alive and not quite dead. Um, yeah, I... Um, it, it, and that's there's a whole other level of confusion. He said chat moving into meat, and, and you know, and chat the the app morphing into meat and all that fun stuff. But I, yeah, I, like I said, I think I think I've been when when I get asked by people who are new to the whole AI thing, and they 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 kind of want to know, you know. Well, what does this mean to me? What is and, and I tell them, you know, think about what you do. And think about how this can, what AI can do to make what you're doing easier, not to replace yeah. you <laughs> in what you're doing. It's it's yeah, not unless you work for Google. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> and I I liken it to think about twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, how we viewed <clears throat> internet search. You know, it was it the internet search didn't replace you know the people who typically found out information and did research. It just made it easier for them to do it. And, yeah. and it, and it made developers learn how to cut and paste a lot better. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, is what I think. yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting well, with yeah, all this stuff it, it, where it's, it where it is now where it's going to be. It, it has been interesting to see, you know, especially for those of us who are on the more mature side, um, mature as an age, not necessarily emotionally. Um, but, but uh, you know, I used to buy, I used to buy programming books for reference. Yep. And young people have like, what? Why? Just go online. <laughs> I remember when somebody first told me that this is like tw 20 or 15 years ago, you know, I was like, why would I buy a book? 
So, <laughs> so, so my son was taking a uh, taking a programming course, an intro programming course, and um, he brought up to me one time about, well, yeah, some of the guys I know they're using, you know, mm-hmm. they're starting to use uh, uh, Chat GPT because it helps them to, yeah. to generate code, and they're using this and putting, yeah. and I. So I turned around, I said, could you do me a favor? Could you tell all of them before they start simply cutting and pasting code in to ask chat GPT what a code review is and how it should be performed (laughs) (laughs) and why it's important. (laughs) Yeah, because it's... it's, But that's uh, the next next, next iteration of... You know, Chat GPT is Chat GPT code review, yeah. <laughs> or 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 really, I think the way I think because I know John's been doing this, some of this. You are the code review. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. Chat GPT or Copilot is the the junior programmer, and you are the senior programmer. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done the same thing. I have at times just because it can generate code faster than I can type. I've asked yeah. it to do something, but then I walk through that code. You know, to make sure that it's not, you know, killing me. It's it's also very useful. Again, I you know, and I think sometimes people, the most important thing is, you know, simple searches are don't you don't provide any context as to what you're trying to do, or or what yeah. tool you're using and what the issue is before you start to get into the detail. I, I found it's really you know. That that's where these tools are really useful is by starting out by saying, here's what I am trying to accomplish using this. Tell me ways that this, this, and this thing can be done, or show me some, give me some code that, that, that might help me mm-hmm. better. The yeah, more actually, you provide to the tool, the more accurate the result is going to be. Yeah. Don't and, treat and it and like Bard and, search. Both Bard and Copilot, um, have in the last couple of months become much better at asking you follow-up questions. Like, could yes. you, you know, specify this, that, and the other thing, or I don't have enough information about what you just asked. Can you tell me more about yeah. something, some yeah. aspect of it? So I think it's getting well, a lot better. Have you guys it's started... getting to be a lot better coworker, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you guys started creating your own corpus yet? You know, versus kind of a, a savant of some kind. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean that's another option too. People can do that too, and that's the thing I was going. I think is going to be one For of the hugest Marshall? things in no. AI is people selling their corpus. They create a corpus, and then people can license it, just like they do with other information. So it'd be well trained or certified corpus. And I mean, I think that's probably uh-huh. one of the future things that jobs for AI that will be out there, yeah. rather than just a person that can just pick and know how to data entry the perfect thing for an AI. There's a lot of AI jobs out there now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the steps. I'm I'm going to create one on how to retire. <laughs> no, you know, you know, I got it. To, I'll tell you something funny. It, mm-hmm. Well, not just that, but what's to do after you retire? I don't know how many people I've run into, literally, in the last year since I retired, who retired before me, and you were just kind of chatting and say, "How how you've been doing?" Is oh, I went back to like <laughs> part time work doing consulting or something because I was bored. I said, "Really? I'm not bored." Yeah. <laughs> you know, Todd's not review of retirement five stars is a now. skill. It turns out, mm-hmm. um, and I think you, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's something you ha- before you retire, you need to figure this out. Like you know, you've still got a f- hopefully you've still got a few years of life left, and hopefully you've got enough money to do things during those years of life left. What are you going to do? 
<laughs> if anything, if you want to sit down and watch Netflix all day, which is kind of my plan, um, that's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, consume the internet. <laughs> to watch everything ever put on Netflix is a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing left to watch. I can't wait to hear that date. <laughs> I've run out of YouTube. I'm getting repeats on YouTube, so I know I've run out of YouTube stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's funny because I always thought about that same thing. You know, what do you do as you get older and and whatnot? But what I've discovered is from somebody who's, um, um, I shall not name names, my wife, um, who... (laughs) while she's been working full-time all these years is very involved in the community. Um, yeah. Uh, I've recently started already, even though I'm still, you know, alive, kicking, not retired. I, I've gotten involved with things as well from the community standpoint too. And it's, it's, as I was saying, I, I find that I can use my tech background to help a lot of times with some of these folks um, yeah. A lot of the organizations that you'll 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 look at, uh, especially the ones that aren't the big established community yep, organizations, yep. The, the the ones that aren't the Lions or the you know Kiwanis Club, these smaller local right. ones don't know how to leverage the technology for anything. So, or yeah. Todd, you can go teach at your local uh, continuing education. You you could you could teach them about smart glasses. <laughs> Well, no, Jared would be far better than me at that. I could teach them how to relax. You could borrow his glasses, you know, and this would be your excuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I could tell, you know, you could go on a cruise. I don't know if you guys saw that that, that world, (laughs) the three-year cruise around the world that collapsed. Yeah, the three-year cruise that became zero years. (laughs) Yeah, because you didn't have a boat. (laughs) And people put $70,000 down payments. Yeah, uh, which they cannot get refunds on now. So it's yeah. like, yikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at any rate, how to retire. It turns out this is not a lighthearted thing. You know, you need to, before your last day of work, you should know, what am I going to do the next day? <laughs> <laughs> and the day after that, and the day after that. But uh, but anyhow, that's... Uh, well, just, uh, just oh, so, Todd, just so you're ahead. aware, some of us... Uh, are, are currently experiencing what I consider to be a trial run of suddenly being. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Um, I'm beta testing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got stuff to do. So that's, that's yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> but, uh, but speaking of stuff to do, you know, um, I saw this article on PC Magazine, which is no longer a magazine, but still called that. Uh, <laughs> I saw this article on PC Same. Mag on how to set up cast keys on your Amazon account, which, uh, oddly enough, I had just done the other day by accident. You see, it's tied to your I clicked on something Apple like, keychain. Oh, did yeah. I really want to do that? You know, I wanted to set up a passkey. So I said, I better write this down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And uh, so, at any rate, uh, what do you guys think about me? I, I guess all the security pundits saying, well, you know, any, passwords are Any bad. layer of security you can get know, is great. Steve, I mean, was a, one of our friends said the best password you have is just to randomly type keys on the gone. keyboard. And if you and you save it and, you, and, you're, and you're locked. And then if you need to reset it, you can reset it. I mean, someone takes over your email, I guess you're screwed anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the most secure password you're ever going to have. Yeah. Yeah. What 
that's not yeah. going to happen. Well, and, I was going to say the now key most point character is keys to going to be a lot higher. To there are going to be more specifications. <laughs> there are going to be OTAs involved. It's oh, like it's yeah. it's a lot of stuff right now, and I think the more layers, Amazon's been seeing yeah. a lot of stuff coming up, and this is one of their ways to help secure your information. I mean, even though you can't look at your your history anymore, but someone else can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you can find yeah. it on the dark web. No, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I was thinking I was telling somebody the other day that and 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 Steve knows uh, we mm-hmm. go back somebody that we work with that's been in security for years d- doing infosec work for forever. I remember a decade plus ago him using very long past phrases that yes. were had a mix of you know care and he and the irony was he used to say this could be 50 characters but it's a phrase that i will never freaking forget and i just have to remember where to insert the special characters the three instead of right, an right, right. question mark and, and and it's true i've been doing that more myself lately with longer passwords and i find those are easier for me to recall than any smaller complex passwords that were just like Steve said, the random banging out on a keyboard. But yeah, I, it, it's one, you know, I, the, the M in multi-factor I think is the big thing. You know, it's, it's all the different options that are available and the more layers you can put on, depending on what the nature of what you're trying to secure is. Although, although I don't know if you guys have been watching the Jack Reacher series on Amazon. Oh yeah. The jar. But the way they defeat multi-factor, oh, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, the jar. I know. You need that to have a heat source defeat. and all that stuff. It's I don't think that would work, good. by the way. But uh, <laughs> if you're a good here's, uh, right. Here's your tip yeah. to uh, get your users to create secure passwords. Encourage them to put profanity in their passwords and then <laughs> – they will never willingly yeah. divulge that password because it would be embarrassing for other people to know what they have in their password. Oh, oh. Uh, password so, you know, makes it memorable, you but know, also less likely to repeat it out loud. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I, you know, you know, sometimes I inadvertently war drive. If you remember Wi-Fi mm-hmm. war driving. Yeah. I'm just walking, and you know, I'm like in a public place where I know there's a hotspot I can use, and then I see everything else that's out there. Oh, there are some instrument. SSI. <laughs> Oh, I know there are some really. (laughs) War war driving or it's or it's corollary war checking in, which we've all done in the past. (laughs) I I would I would give one one tip. I don't know if it's a good tip, but something I've been using for a couple of years now is, you know, in, in passphrases. Now with Google, now with Samsung's new phone, from multiple languages in a single passphrase. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it'd be wrong. <laughs> yeah, if you have multiple languages, that's your that's the you way know, for... you get your password hint. You take the password, <laughs> you put it into a translator, you have it translated to another language, and that's your hint. <laughs> or Navajo doesn't have a written language, right? Uh, or you know, if you want to get really funky, do it in Klingon. But <laughs> and as you know. Klingon does have a written language. It's really funky looking. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and also, Microsoft uh, Bing Translator does cling on to you know, other languages. <laughs> if you, if you will. I used to sometimes send die. messages in Klingon to people when I was really annoyed at them. <laughs> <laughs> 
at work, at work. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh yeah. Um, all right, Stephen. I'm gonna guess uh, you put this this next <laughs> link in. That sounds like a you. Oh, we lost audio from Stephen. Hang on. How's that? I think okay. he's back. Are you back, Steve? Okay. Nope, not yet. Still on mute. Yeah, I think what it is it's it's confusing. Oh, oh the, yeah, yeah. I got one of those headsets too. The same time. There's the mute on the. Yep. All right. Yeah. What it was? Uh, LG uh, washing machines. Uh, it was a thing that oh, went out on yeah. a Reddit channel, and someone yeah. said, "Hey, I got like three gig of traffic coming down on off of my washing machine," and he's yeah. like, "It's yeah. like this is crazy." So he, he put it into Reddit, put his uh, traffic logs on it, and everyone's trying to figure out what it is. We don't know if it's an issue with the router itself. I think he had an Asus router, or if it was actually taken over by a bot. So they're like, is this mining, or is this being used to send out yeah. nefarious information on the dark web? But that's why I highly recommend if you guys have any IoT devices, put them on a secure VLAN and <laughs> isolate them You know, right. from the, your main computing devices. Mm-hmm. No, they still haven't figured it out. Yeah, that's still pending. Did they so figure I'm out sure what the data actually was? And that's Monday. a lot of washing machine cycles. What? Wow. Yeah. So everything tied to the network. Either, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw like a headline, but I didn't read the article. So like thanks for sharing your, that with us. Your laundry um, machines, your dishwasher, all your light switches, and oh, yeah, IoT sure. devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and some some legitimate things are very chatty too. So you know, for for people who do support for these things. Um, not just IoT stuff, but like regular IT stuff without the O. Uh, for regular IT stuff, we had a we had a large database that mm-hmm. during the pandemic just was dragging its behind. And when we looked, and this was like ancient software, right? And when we looked at it, it was so chatty that every transaction was doing like I think. Well, not every tra- every rephrase checking that, every request was sending off several hundred transactions. Actual Instead SQL. of just Great. bundling, yeah, that's where QoS comes in, right? <laughs> no, actual SQL. Using QoS and limiting, <laughs> yeah, like again and again and again, yeah, yeah, and so it was just overwhelming, you know, stuff he was talking to. But anyhow, yeah, yeah, again, going back to Don's point, code review, <laughs> yeah, well, that's. you don't. It was now that you mentioned it. How many things did we discover? I mean. Back again, when I was a boy, uh, we, you know, when we had, you know, when we were talking about GPRS for, you know, uh, you know, your, oh, yeah. your data speeds, you wrote very efficient code. You did yeah. synchronization, you know, in very tight scopes, and we become kind of spoiled by how big the pipe is these days. But the pandemic reminded many people between having to go through VPN and that being overwhelmed. And even without VPN, you were discovering accessing certain corporate data. You know, like you said, some of these applications, you know, people just got used to, developers just got used to presuming that the the, the world is running, you know, uh, on fiber, <laughs> At, at high rates of speed and suddenly you start to see these bottlenecks appear when what used to be two yeah, so remote users suddenly became 200 or 2,000 remote The hack with uh, Avanti exactly. that happened exactly. like a few days yeah. ago. Um, it's like, that's kind of scary. Go ahead, Steve. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Favorite AK. Well, I mean, and that's why I'm going to go find a nice cave and hide in it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I, I I mean, one one layer of protection um, 
and we'll talk about it in an IT context and not go down other paths, but one layer of protection is often <laughs> not enough. Um, and, you know, yeah. whether it be authentication, whether it be the technology you're using to provide secure access, it's <laughs> it, the, the, some rules haven't changed over all these years. And, and the first rule is how sensitive is the data? <laughs> and it's it's directly proportional to how secure you need to make that the access to that data. And everybody's always getting smarter. Social engineering has gotten smarter by spoofing caller IDs. You know, how many people have been that's, that's what duped I, into screen sharing their phones because they think Todd, that they're a, banged. Oh, yeah. Social hacking you know, that goes on. These people yeah. hack the hackers. If you watched a few of those, those are so entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, when I want to be amused, yep. I want to be like, it says, you know, I can see you on your camera, <laughs> right? <watch> YouTube. <laughs> We've established Todd already watched YouTube. Yeah. Like, he's all of it. Yeah. All of it. That was year one of retirement. <laughs> so what channels? Are, no, I've watched all yeah. of YouTube. All of it. <laughs> Done. Now I'm on to all of Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm getting recommendations. What's your logarithm now, right? Like, huh. I didn't know people did that. You, know? <laughs> you thought this, you know, you thought this was a really smart idea to jump off that, you know. <laughs> uh, it is shocking. You know, if you have enough time, which I do now, you know, to just kind of have YouTube running as you do other things and it's like hmm. <laughs> They did that. <laughs> every morning, Todd and spends a- an hour catching up on YouTube, watches every video that's been posted. Oh, yeah. oh. After, the, after that door plug fell off Alaska Airlines, I became an expert on door plugs and, and flight characteristics with a hole in your plane. He's <laughs> our new Mona Lisa Vita. And how high an iPhone can survive a fall. <laughs> I was just about to say, Todd then went back and watched the National Geographic channel every episode of Air Disasters, so he could tell you about every yeah. every, every accident also, that's ever there occurred. There are a lot of videos about capybaras, the world's largest rodent. Mm. I just want to tell you. <laughs> uh, yes, you too will become an expert in capybaras mm-hmm. when you when you actually. My daughter went to a capybara cafe in Tokyo. <laughs> They get their own IG channels. Some of your favorite stars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and lately, I've been watching every review of of something Steve actually recommended to me, the DJI Mic 2. So what's your conclusion? Uh, wireless mic. What do you like I'm, about I'm it? Now, having not even touched one or seen one in person, I am now an expert on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to – I'm gonna. it's like 350 bucks. I think it's worth it. Uh, I think I'm going to pick one up right. uh, in the next month or two. I'm, I'm going to wait to see if there's a sale that happens for, you know, I don't know, whatever, President's Day or something and uh, or Valentine's Day or whatever kind of sale comes up on Amazon because mm-hmm. um, I, I really liked – I liked – I prefer the sound of the road. Personally, I think it's slightly less muddy, but the G- DJA mic is not gonna, you know, scratch my ears out. <laughs> it's good. It's just like you know, one percent less good mm-hmm. than I think the road. But the uh, the UI, I don't think I can beat the UI, and the fact that it can be yep. natively read, its recorder can be Which natively is... read by a computer. Yeah, that's the, the, a special. Uh, I don't know if you watched uh, Tony and Chelsea's uh, review or, or Tony's so, review of it. Thank you he for did recommending a good job that. In comparison of all three, he's a former uh, Microsoft MVP as well too. 
Okay. Yeah, Tony Northrop. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I did see that one actually. Yeah. So yeah, I have spent the last few days since you sent me that text <laughs> message. Well, you can always do the Amazon try and buy and you, if you get that window in between before you can start back. So, or look for an Amazon lot of uh, returns. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, but because, uh, you know, I've been using, yeah, because up till now I've been using like sub $50 um, wireless labs, which quite frankly work okay. I think, you know, you've, some of the mini podcasts I've done have been recorded outdoors with it. And using Adobe Podcast Enhance to clean up mm -hmm. the audio, but I, I would really I like a nice. What is it? The Insta three sixty three comes with a wireless mic. I think recording, similar to the one that's more. in there. So that's another option too. If you get if you get the Creative Package, I think that's what they sell it as. And I think Sven has has that, doesn't he? I think it's the same one. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think some of the reviews said we got a peek at the mic too. If you bought the the camera thing, and you know now you can buy the whole with the receiver and everything so yep it's on my it it's on my list for my hard-earned retiree dollars maybe in the next month or two hoping for a sale you hear that amazon hoping for a sale <laughs> um all that and i guess there's a new ipad that might come out we'll this run year, the mac so. os or we'll run the iOS. oh i heard it's gonna be really expensive that's like macbook question, right? prices expensive so that's one of the theories right or no not theories that's one of the um the uh Rumors going out that it might run macOS, which I actually don't want. <laughs> yeah, like, it's sort of like that. Uh, what the, is it? A Lenovo that runs MacBook Android on, on the screen, I mean, yeah, Windows on the base screen all the time. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like, I love it on my. Yeah. Yes. 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 My my. Yep. Oh, Steve went mute again. But um, yeah. It it um, I I yes. Yep. My my non-touch screen does have fingerprints. <laughs> Sad to say, <laughs> not as much as I used to, but uh, but it does. Um, I'm also waiting to see if there's a Pixel Tablet too, because I'm really happy with. I am surprisingly happy with the Pixel Tablet that I bought last summer. Um, the whole thing, you know, I kind of mm -hmm. poo pooed the notion about the the dock always keeping it charged. Like, eh, it's really handy. <laughs> um, especially when we since we've had three blackouts here, I knew my Pixel Tablet was fully charged. When, the, when our you know multi yeah, that's when the biggest things at CES I wasn't it? like all the refrigerators and freezers that had battery backup non-developed nation did you see all those uh, it was like a huge amount I was like I was like at you when you, when I saw those I was like oh my yeah God. it's a great thing to have yeah I, mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah I could I had to throw out some food because we had a nine hour outage and uh, what is it called uh, foodsafety.org wow. or whatever or foodsafety.gov I think said four hours in a fridge with no power cost <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> this time of year it's not a problem I just take it all and throw it in the yard <laughs> I remember seeing that I remember seeing it look like tombstone you know, in one of my you know, and, 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 and I get, get freezer like, burn oh. out there after cold. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, um, in Hawaii we don't get very cold at least, you know, not cold enough to do that. But in Alaska, I remember forgetting to, I forgot an unopened can of like soda and I left it outside. It freezes while it's exploding, which is crazy. It doesn't just get cold. It <laughs> yeah. explodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I was, yeah. I was eight years old. So you, know, you got to give me a pass on that one. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, thank you. It's you know, thank you for joining us, Steve. I'm sorry you had to uh, postpone your other thing because of inclement weather. 
but uh, I'm glad you're able to make it. Thanks, Don. It's always great to see you. Yep. Uh, and of course, the good Dr. John Westfall. And we mm-hmm. will talk to you next time.